standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike Ann and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 10.09. Boy, zip through two hours just like that. Talking with uh, Brother Rufus and Gerald Adams. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. We'll be at the State Farmer's Market next week, Lord willing. And the creek don't, don't rise. rise. I, I don't expect it to rise because I don't know if we've got we a lot of rain. rain. I just looked at them go through the chances for this week, and let's just say it was discouraging. Yeah, there's a cold front allegedly coming through, but I think they've changed that around some because, you know, I was AccuWeather had us at, at 
you know, uh, in the 80s for the most part for several days, and I think they've switched that around back to the 90s. I want to file a complaint. Add me to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't know how who do we we well we can pray, <laughs> but other than that, who who do we talk to? Bob DeBarnlevin. Bob DeBarnlevin. <laughs> I wish he was still with us. He he would uh, pop up at some of our remotes. Did you see what that? What an honor! You, I, that funny thing I sent you. Where that, that oh yeah, I meant to ask you about that. That's the funniest thing. It was. The introduction of Bob DeBartleben, it was a TV promo introducing Bob DeBartleben to, as the weatherman for Channel 5, taking uh, Bob Caudle's place. Pop, Bob Caudle had been the Atlantic weatherman. Yep. And Bob is, Bob is uh, I think, uh, over 90. He had a birthday this week. Well, that was a young picture of Bob. 92, 94, something like that. So yeah, Bob, Bob was Bob was great. He never did any radio. It's very unusual. He only he only did TV during his career. A lot of radio people jumped into TV, but how about that? Yeah, call right there. Yeah, well, I'll have to uh, we'll have to play that, or I can send it to you or something, Gerald, and maybe we need to put it on Facebook or something. But that was fun. that was a good one. Because uh, Jim Goodman and all kinds of people were in that promo. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Charlie Gaddy, Tommy Suter. Uh, oh, great. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. We've talked about maters. Now, Rose brought up a good thing. Vegetable. Uh, getting our fall vegetable garden. Now, can that include tomatoes? Uh, it can, but you you really you need to plant shorter, uh, maturing ones. You need don't plant. You can't plant German Johnson that takes ninety five days to make a, or ninety days to make a tomato. You need to plant some of the ones that will mature in the seventy seventy five day range, and you really more often than not need to plant ones that do better in the super hot weather. Uh, there, there are a lot of varieties that are in what I call that mid-size range. I'm holding up a tomato for those of you. Yeah. <laughs> those are about the size that Big John brought us but, last but week. Th- this is what I call a tomato. I have to lay two slices of this side beside to be satisfied with a sandwich. But many of you ones that do better in the heat, that's kind of the size fruit. You know, you know, they make six ounce, maybe every now and then there's a seven or eight ounce fruit on there. Uh, but it is it is possible, but you've got to get them through the next 45 days is critical. I, I, I used to try to plant them the end of July, 1st of August. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, we, we've, I mean, they can make to, you know, uh, some years we don't have a frost to 10th of November, uh, somewhere along in there. So you still have a chance to make them, but I, you've obviously got better chances if you're doing something. You know, some of your... Cherry tomatoes like uh, Sun Gold will make in you know fifty seven days probably from transplant. Are they as flavorful as generally I, as I, the, I, the I, first crop? I don't think there's a lot of difference. I mean, most people are going to always tell you the first ones you get are the best because it's been so long since they've had a good one. Right. <laughs> yeah. And when you've been eating good ones for two or three months, then you know they maybe lose a little bit of their luster. But when you 
go from October and it's the end of May or June of the next year since you've had a good one, then they really, really are good. Rufus, are you writing a sermon over there? Or? Well, I, I'm just thinking uh, I need to talk about this ginger lily here I brought in. It's about it's, it's like you describe a corn stalk. Well, why didn't you it, why didn't you cut, dig one up uh, uh, so we could re- replant it in our yards? Well, I'm, I'm going to do that this fall. Yeah. And they do spread pretty pretty easily. That's a beautiful plant. Now we, uh, we're used to the white ones. Does it have the fragrance that the no, white it, ones? It, it doesn't. Uh, I, I call that other one an orchid-like plant. And I got these from Tony Avent years ago. Beautiful. And it's it's just a great plant to have. It blooms at a time when nothing else much is blooming. Kind of salmon colored. It's yeah. it's pretty orangey. And it's you, if you want to grow something that looks like a corn stalk, yeah, do it and. It's a, uh, it's a funny looking bulb. Uh, it's it's uh, not not exactly a bulb. It's what do you call it, Gerald? A, rhizome. A maybe. rhizome. And I I highly recommend everybody get them some ginger lilies. It's just it's uh, a nice fall fall blooming plant. The white ones smell like honeysuckle. The blooms oh, smell like fantastic. honeysuckle. That's yeah. Uh, they haven't quite they, bloomed yet. This this yeah. this salmon colored one blooms about two weeks earlier than mm-hmm. the, the white ones yeah yeah i haven't got any blooms but I, mine don't have a lot of sun but they they're proliferating they're spreading as they do now that's a that's a warning also that they can spread many many things spread some some you like some you don't but at any rate we'll warn you about that but they they are in it does look like a you're growing corn so um another interesting thing to put in the landscape Amy is with us in Raleigh. Amy, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Um, I really need some help. So I gave my husband an early Father's Day present. I bought him two garden boxes that we could keep on our our back um, kind of porch and got the best soil, and we planted everything by seed, and we were growing beautiful plants with uh, baby cucumbers and squash and zucchini and all of a sudden about a week or so ago we're getting discoloration and I thought well we're, maybe we're not keeping up with the watering but it's a self-watering box and we you know paid attention to it well I realized that I have an infestation of white flies yep two things one is almost impossible Squash, zucchini, and cucumbers are not summer-long crops. Uh, they are early summer crops and often start to fade when we get into this extreme heat like we've had of, since the middle of July and looks like we're going to have for a while. Uh, so, so that's just natural. I mean, sometimes you have to start seed again, and you can maybe do have a little something for the fall. But traditionally, it is it is difficult to keep cucumbers and squash and zucchini alive, let alone producing through mid July into August. Now, what would she plant if she planted more seeds for the fall? Well, I mean, you what what I would be looking at is what what you would want to have for the fall crops. Now, some, this is the the tricky part. Sometimes it's hard to get those seed. Uh, to germinate in the warmer soil because they like a little bit cooler soil. So sometimes you're better off to find the transplants. But you're into the time now where you could plant uh, broccoli, collards, 
even Brussels sprouts, all of your different kales. Uh, it'd be a little bit later than now. It's too hot to do lettuce just yet and too hot to do spinach just yet. But there are plenty of things that can be planted in August to mid-September that will produce for the fall. Now, with regards to the white flies, uh, safer soap or, or creating uh, soapy water, take Dawn and squirt a, you know, a few drops in a, a container of water. Uh, and spray it. Spray. You have to spray it, and you have to get it on it, and you have to spray it a bunch of times. There's no such thing as spraying one time and knocking them all out because they tend to get down in the leaf unions on the stems and up under, so you got to spray all around everywhere as good as you can, and you've, that's something you got to do every you know, three or four or five days for a while to ever really knock down an infestation because once you see them, you've usually got a bunch of them. Yeah, and both, you spray both sides of the leaf, don't yep. All, yeah, like Gerald says, everywhere. Spray up and down, over, under. And another thing that you run into, when you have a, a raised uh, box like that, and if, do you have them up on a deck? Yeah, and they have um, they have shade, so they're not in the hot sun. Um, How much sun are they getting? Um, probably uh, a good few hours. Well, they, not, they not need more than that. They, they they're not many of your summer vegetables that will do well less than five to six hours of sun. Well, maybe it is more like five to six hours, but it's not necessarily always direct. Right, right. But the the raised container, the soil temperature gets higher uh, than in the than when you're planting just in the ground itself. So that makes it even more difficult once you get into this hottest part of the summer. Uh, but it's not. My cucumbers are about shot uh, for the, and I only just did the you know late spring, early summer ones there, and it's well, not. I'm sorry, they were doing great until the, the fly infestation. Uh, now, did the, were the flies attracted because the plants were fading or? More than likely. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. uh, because the only other time, I mean, occasionally, say you forgot to pick some cucumbers and the fruit got too large and you left it on there and then the fruit starts to decompose. I mean, that can attract uh, white flies or fungus gnats or even thrips. But generally speaking, you start to see them uh, sometimes if the plant is starting to decline. Uh, sometimes they can be the reason that the plant starts to decline. But usually on uh, cucumbers and zucchini, they are not the biggest, biggest problem. The squash and zucchini, uh, squash vine borers is usually the biggest problem, and then powdery mildew is or downy mildew is usually the biggest problem for all three of them uh, combined there. So I don't hear that many people talking about white flies as what led to the downfall. It's usually more of, well, the plant has started to go, and now white flies are becoming an issue. So do we need to just cut everything out and start over? Yes, ma'am. Because at this at this point in time, it's going to be from seed impossible to redo the cucumbers. If you could find some plants somewhere else uh, or have the ability to start the seed somewhere else a little more protected and then stick them back in there, uh, maybe the 1st of September, early September, then possibly. But many of your uh, fall-producing vegetables 
need to be in those beds uh, at plant size in the next 30 days. You, you might call Phil Campbell. I, I know two weeks ago she was giving away vegetable plants. And you might call Campbell Road Nursery and see if they if she has any of those left. Okay. Okay. Will um, will the white flies um, damage the tomato plant? Uh, generally speaking, you don't see a whole lot of an issue uh, with white flies on the tomatoes. Uh, it's uh, only time I ever have an issue with them is when I actually have plants in a greenhouse. Uh, but outdoors, rarely do I see white flies causing problems for tomatoes. Okay. This time of the year, possibly hornworm. Sometimes, if if you see a bunch of foliage being, you know, holes in the leaves and gaps and all, then look closely for those. That's possible this time of the year. Uh, but this time of the year, more of potential disease issues. And then sometimes because of the heat, you'll see them stop blooming and stop fruiting. But if you keep them alive, the tomato plants, that will pick back up as we get uh, into September. So as my tomato plants get, they're putting so much effort into growing tall. Right. Do I need to, do I need to um, cut them back? No. no if, okay. if A, you have the means to support them or B, somewhere for them to lay over. If you cut back, then you're going to reduce potential blooms and reduce potential fruit. Uh, so that, uh, generally speaking, I don't I don't recommend that. Okay. But you will see when we have this many days of prolonged 90 degrees, the pollen dries up before it can pollinate. So you will see a green plant and you wonder, well, where are my tomatoes at? That's not uncommon in the majority of tomato varieties when we're in this this many days of 90-something, 90-something. Okay. But if you keep that plant alive, you can the tomato plant, you can see it pick back up in September, and it could fruit all the way to Halloween. Oh, wow. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. I hope that uh, helped. It, it, certainly some great answers from Gerald. Thanks, I appreciate it. Thank you, and, and call us back if, if there's anything else we can do for you. Okay, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Bye. All right, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, it, it's been hot for us. Can you imagine what your your SUV, your, your car, your truck is going through, uh, the battery, everything? It's just so tough on them. But each season uh, certainly brings, and summer is the toughest, I think, brings the biggest challenge, the health and safety of your vehicle. King's Auto Service believes in being proactive, and I think that's the uh, most rational thing you can do when it comes to maintenance your car. You're certainly going to really spend less if you, you, you take care of the car overall, uh, the belts and hoses and fluid levels. You check them all. The uh, coolant and antifreeze, same thing. Tread depth on your tires. Maximum handling. Uh, you got to have good tires. Can't stop if you don't have good tires and good brakes. So they need to check all of that. King's Auto Service can help you prepare for uh, the upcoming cool weather, if we get any. <laughs> With uh, continued theft of catalytic converters. What a crazy thing. But it's happening. And a catalytic converter can cost you two or three thousand dollars. So 
they've come up with a, a deal at King's Auto Service. They can put what's called a cat shield. They can install that over the catalytic converter, and the thieves can't get to it. So give them a call on Monday. Let them help you out with that or anything about your vehicle. Uh, and you know, if you have a, a hybrid vehicle, they can help you if with a replacement. I mean, they can help you maintain the car. But if you have one of those high-voltage battery packs go bad on you or start fading away, and you can get 150,000, 200,000 miles on them before they start doing that, and sometimes a whole lot more. So check in with them. They can get you a high-battery, a high-voltage battery pack replacement for less than the dealer's going to charge. Call King's on Monday. Uh, King's Correct Lube, yeah, they change oil fast, too, there. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. More of the Weekend Gardener, straight ahead. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back. We're back on WPTF. Gerald, who's calling you? <laughs> Gerald, Gerald's on the phone. People are cutting deals. Rufus Rufus gets on the phone. Somebody will call him. Somebody's calling Gerald. It's just the demand on these gentlemen is unbelievable. Whew. Was that your wife? No. Oh, okay. Well, she I, knows, I would she not knows, have. I would not have hung up if that was the case. She knows better. All right. Well, at any rate. It could have been just been a passerby, one of one of uh, Gerald's fans that could have been calling him, asking a personalized question. That's what you do here on this show. Or if you happen to find Gerald, <laughs> Gerald at the Farmer's Market or on the Centennial Campus, I'm sure that you have been asked questions here and there, right? A few. I'll bet. <laughs> As have, have Rufus. Well, that's when I say call Gerald. You know when uh, when Rufus and I spoke to the West Raleigh Rotary Club, by golly, we answered every question that they threw at us. You you did a great. I'm not surprised. He did a great overview. There's of no what, there's of no what to be doing now. There's no guarantee that any of the answers were right, <laughs> but we answered every question. That's not like Elizabeth Gardner on, on WRL Weather Lady. She says certified weather weather. I, I wouldn't say that, Elizabeth. I like you. You're you're just the best. But how do you certify? That means that you say it will happen. If you want to certify some rain, Elizabeth, I am all for you. <laughs> well, there there are people in this room who are certifiable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. Uh, I, I do know that John is in Cary. John, thank you for waiting and good morning. That's right. And this is not Gerald's wife. <laughs> everybody's calling gerald this morning so what can we do for you well i i heard you guys talking this morning i i uh listen in every once in a while and i whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. that's yeah i told somebody yesterday i call roll on this show now what's this this every once in a while well, you know, uh, my phone's not working. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do better in the future, uh, John. Hey. How, how can we help you? Uh, well, 
I thought I'd throw this out there. Um, I have a couple properties in in Cary, and uh, I'm turning all of the area. I've gotten rid of the lawns over the years and making it a more natural area. And I'm, 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 I'd be very interested if someone – I've come across a couple master gardener types, and um, if somebody would – either a club or an individual might be interested in, like, nutrying this this uh, natural area, um, I could definitely, you know, help the club um, with, um, you know, some donations or whatever. And, and that's what I'm looking for. Hmm. I know it's an odd, it's a little odd question, but I, I uh, there's a lot of people I, I really admire uh, gardener types that really love what they're doing, and I think it's I think it's nature itself is very. Um, well, what about a uh, what about a community garden or something? Um, well, I have there's uh, some residents on there. You know, there's some it's in a neighborhood, and it's. It's um, there's some uh, residences that are on it. It's not huge. It's just you know like a quarter of an acre or whatever. And it just I'm just trying to bring it up to really good standards. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that. Uh, any, okay. any suggestions? I don't know. The, the only thing that I did I have run in in the past the um, Eagle Scout program has mm-hmm. to do projects, but more often than not, they tend to be for nonprofits. Like I've seen them do them at schools, and they know, may not have the pub, garden, public, gardening knowledge. Public libraries, all, all sorts of things like that. But I do know that there's some kind of project outreach that they do, uh, and right, many of them tend to be something that's uh, gardening re- related because I, I've helped source plant material right for them before, or give them recommendations on which plants would do the best. But off the top of my head, I don't know other than possibly getting in touch with some of the garden clubs in the yeah. area. Or the extension service. Uh, John, in, I would call the Wake County Garden Club. Wake County? Or the, or the, Raleigh, the Raleigh Garden Club? Or the, there's the Raleigh Garden R- Club. R- Raleigh Garden Club. And I mean. the Gardeners of Wake County. That's the yeah. two largest clubs, probably garden clubs in this area. Yeah. Two of the okay. oldest and largest. And the extension service, uh, the Wake County Ex- Cooperative Extension Service. The, the, the that's Raleigh where you would actually talk to master gardeners. The Raleigh Garden Club? Yes. The, I think it's West. Gardeners of Wake County is yeah. how it's listed. But, it, it's okay. a, but both of them should have websites. And the, yeah. Did you say you wanted to turn it into a natural area? I've already been moving in that, you know, it's just getting rid of the lawn. Like there's a couple houses on it. It's just getting rid of the lawns. And I've been over the years, I've been planting, you know, all kinds of, you know, Japanese maple, you know, holly bushes, ferns. um, And it's coming along and I'm just. uh, You want to try to find somebody to take it on as a project. Yeah, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought one of these clubs, if they have, it would be it, it just the vision I had was maybe a club in the area. I mean, I'm happy to make some donations for their club and help them out that way if they want to come in and take it on as a project. And, and yeah, so yeah, okay. Well, you can you can certainly try. I, I you 
I think you'd have the best uh, bet going online and looking up Gardeners of Wake County and uh, the Gardeners of Wake County. I know have have meetings at the the Rawson Arboretum every month. Okay. Um, so you know, if you went to one of their meetings, you might be able to discuss it with them. For instance, and the Raleigh Garden Club uh, is is a very I guess that's one of the oldest in the state. Certainly, I mean they were doing things on uh, gardening little blips, uh, I guess, as guests on WPTF back in the 30s. Wow. Maybe the maybe the 20s, but I think I think the 30s is how far back it really goes before John Harris actually came up with the Tar Heel Gardener. So uh, yeah, and this uh, both of those organizations are fairly large. So okay. Well, f- well, thank you for the thoughts. I appreciate it. Sure, John. Take care. Yeah, you too. All right. Gail is in Raleigh. Gail, good morning. You're on WPTF. Yes. Uh, I have a question about, it's called Kalinga, K-Y-L-L-I-N-G-A. To me, it's like a nut sedge, but I was trying to figure out a way, other than pulling it up manually, what herbicide could I put on it to kill this stuff? Uh, there, There's a couple. I'm pretty sure image is listed on there for uh, nut sedge and kalinga. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I think think that uh, sedge hammer, sedge master. You see it listed different ways. I've tried that, and it doesn't go very far. And my son, it's in my son's yard. Uh, rescue. Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't seem to work as well. Okay. okay. Look look up. I'm pretty sure that image is listed uh, for it. Uh, That's been around a long time, too. That's uh, one of those tried and true chemicals. Okay, another question. Um, he needs to reseed probably the end of August or September. I would wait uh, clearly until after Labor Day. Uh, and I typically, uh, September 10th usually comes to my mind, just especially if we still are in this 90, you know, stretch that we've been in. Okay. So if we spray image now, will that affect the seeds in September? No, no, it will not. It's, it's a contact killer gets on the blades yeah. and sorts it's not it a into. pre-emergence. That's what no. you have to worry about. No, it's, it's not that. Now, now, I wouldn't spray it everywhere today and sow the seed tomorrow. Yeah, yeah and uh, read the label because temperature is temperature uh, sensitive. Some, some of these chemicals might be. You know, if it's over a certain temperature or under a certain temperature, it might not work as well, or it volatilizes, as Ann used to say, which means it goes crazy. Okay, I have another question. Um, to prevent weeds, you do a post-emergent, a pre-emergent? Post-emergent, you can do, pre, you can pre, prevent them. Pre-emergence is, is putting out a chemical that will keep the weed seeds from germinating. Yeah. Post-emergence is after the weeds are already up and you're spraying what's basically a contact killer that absorbs in through the blades and hopefully kills the, yeah. out the root system. Pre-emergence... What we do now? I mean, as far, if, if I put image out, will that kill any of the other weeds other than... It's only going to kill what you, what you put it on. It's not going to kill a weed seed in the ground, and you do not want to put out any pre-emergence now if you're going to come sow grass seed because yeah, it'll keep the grass seed from coming Sure will. Out. Oh. See, it's a real quandary. It is. 
yeah. out of that. So at this time of the year, you're forced with post-emergence killing them. Now, after you had seeded and got the grass seed up, it's possible to come back and put out uh, – I mean, basically, the fall, typically September and October, is when you're putting out pre-emergence for winter weeds. Uh, typically, middle of February to early March is when you put pre-emergence out for spring-summer weeds. Yeah. So when you're dealing with fescue grass, and those are the two times you might try to replant, uh, you're you're really in trouble if you have have weeds that you need to or and and yes i just pulled up the image label and this got on there to to kill kalinga okay and 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 it works a little bit better on the nut sedge too than the sedge sedge hammer does yeah it seems like the more i pull up the more they grow it's because the little (laughs) nodule on the root breaks off and then it sprouts and come up so pulling it up can cosmetically get it out of your sight but you will never rid it that that way yeah, it's high maintenance fescue. Yes, yes, it's uh, the turf specialists call it temporary grass. It's it's uh, warm season grass is what you should plant if you have the sunlight. If you have six to eight hours of sun every day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to try image and see how that works. All right, you be careful. Just and, fo- and follow the labels on it because yeah. sometimes it may say on there. Don't spray it on your fescue if it's over 90 degrees or right. 80, 88 degrees. So you may want to find a cooler day or most definitely spray it very early uh, in the morning. So read the label carefully to look for that that temperature recommendation. Put on shoes and don't wear shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gracious. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you take care. Gail. Now, don't you? I don't want you to go away. You sound you sound like you're you're upset and and uh, you know in a tizzy about this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, you know when you're out there pulling it up, it, you can get sort of irritating. I know it's irritating. It really is. And gardening is not supposed to be that way. No. So you, you just relax. You go in and have you some sweet tea. It's relaxing when you know you're going to have good results. Yeah, I, that's right. Yeah. Low maintenance, low maintenance. That's that's well, my philosophy. I centipede and uh, zoysia, and I keep telling my son, I said that's the best you can have. It's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Low maintenance and fescue don't go in the same sentence. No, sure doesn't. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your help, and I'll call back and let you know how it works. Yes, ma'am. Well, you have a good long talk with your son to, to convince him to. If he can to go to a warm season grass, if he's got the sunlight, he he has it all, but he says it's too expensive. <laughs> well, well, he's it's more. Well, tell him it's a lot more expensive to replace fescue every year, every year, or sometimes twice a year. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you're right about that. I, yes, I ma'am. Him that too. Are you? You can get him to call us if he's man enough. He can call us. By golly. <laughs> Gail, you have a wonderful weekend. Okay, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, by golly, if he's man enough, he can call this show and we can tell him what for about that fescue and arguing with his mama. <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't have argued with your mother, oh, Lord, would you? No. No. I was a mama's boy. Mama, mama, mama would snap her fingers and that was it. What about your mama? 
Now, I know about your aunt. Mama's boy, too. Okay. Youngest of four boys. Now, your aunt would cuss you out, wouldn't she? Didn't you have an aunt that would that would? Uh, no, no, no. I had a a grand. I'd had a grandmother that was rather stern. Was she touched? Was that was that a good way to put it? And she didn't have to speak at you. She only oh, looked oh, at you. She wasn't a cusser. All right. And when she looked at you, that was all that needed to be said. Did she use a hickory switch? Uh, most of the time, she didn't have to use a switch. Yeah. And she could just, just the look. She just put that look on you, and and she didn't only put that look on children. She put it on other adults as well. Man, mm. Teddy Roosevelt type. <laughs> More of the weekend gardener coming up here on WPTF. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Running out of time. Gerald, uh, what are some things we can be doing in the landscape (coughs) right now? Praying for rain (laughs) is high up on my list. Yes. Uh, I mean, you you still got to keep your weeds under control, and there's so many things, you know, uh, we were talking about Rufus's favorite Japanese stilt grass a while ago. So many of these weeds are now getting to the point where they produce seed heads, and if you don't get rid of them before that, you're going to have a lot more of them to fend with next year. So uh, that's it's always important to get rid of your weeds, but especially anything that could be you know, starting to go to seed now. Uh, one of the byproducts, good things, few good things I can say about all this 90-degree weather, a lot easier. I mean, your herbicides work much better. Yeah, glyphosate Roundup works a lot quicker when it's this hot, so they are easier to kill doing this. And then the next thing, look at things that you don't – if you're in one of these areas that's not had a lot of rain in the last three weeks, look at plants that you don't normally think about. Azaleas come to mind. You know, azaleas don't have a tap root, and even an azalea that's been in the ground 10 or 15 years could really be stressed out now from the combination of heat and lack of uh, moisture. So, you you know, walk around and look at your at your shrubs. You could have some shrubs that you – it's not something that you typically water that would be thankful to get a little something because when they get under that kind of drought stress, it's a lot easier for disease or pest issues to jump in, and then you've got a real problem. What about uh, in the vegetable garden? Uh, same kind of thing. You're trying to keep particularly tomato plants and pepper plants. Yes, it's aggravating when you have to water even more than what your normal schedule is, but keeping them alive and they can start back production and make it all the way to you know Halloween for you. Start thinking about where you, what you're going to do for your cool season vegetables because, I mean, I, I think I have circled on my calendar plant collards August the 15th, so, and that's – next week <laughs> uh, it's right right around the corner so uh you can start doing those things and then and and start making your you know preparations for if you're going to do any kind of fall annuals and all that need to do any soil preparation or any of those things because it's sooner or later the cool weather's coming what about the lawn lawn you you've got two things now uh one uh you're 
If you're going to be looking at reseeding your fescue, uh, if you haven't limed in a while or want to go ahead and get a soil test, usually it takes lime a good 30 days to be working. So August is usually a time in the in the fescue where you may would be reliming fescue uh, in 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 August. Um, you also want to keep the you know if you've got a good stand of Bermuda, then you probably don't have a lot of weed issues at this point in time of possibly some crabgrass here and there uh if you haven't uh you know you hate to tell people to to check but if you haven't fertilized your uh, bermuda this year it it could very possibly need some people think you know it it can go year after year and never put any fertilizer on it because Mm -hmm. it spreads i selected my i know i fertilized my daughter's uh, long back six weeks ago and it just is twice as thick as it was yeah all right well brother rufus always good seeing you we'll see you next week at the state farmers market oh yeah yeah, yeah. i look forward to that and pam beck will be with us on that brother Dear Ruf- pam gerald thank you so much buddy always a pleasure having you on we'll be back next week here on the wptf weekend gardener thanks to jason thanks to all of you we love you <laughs>